Thank you, everybody. Right, those of you that don't know me, my name's Kevin, as you've heard. I am the husband of one wife, Yolanda. <laughs> and I have four children, actually six, because two of them got married this year. So, um, yeah, it's good to be here. And the thing I want to talk, to talk about tonight is a verse in Philippians. Philippians 4. Any of you know what Philippians 4 verse 4 says? Some of the older people in the audience congregation might remember a song that went rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice hands up anybody knows that okay you old people you the Afrikaans among us may know it as the same the same actual tune you know the Afrikaans version from Durban I'm amazed goes goes Philippines of the first piece if I play you can actually sing that as a round, but I won't do it tonight, don't worry. Anyway, Philippians 4 verse 4, I will read it to you shortly, but I want to start by asking us all a question. What is your default stance or starting point when you come to God or when you experience God? Now, I find it far too easy to feel like I can get close to God when things are going tough. Anyone can relate to that? Yeah. It's, you know, when, when the pawpaws hit the fan, then you realize that actually God is the one who's got the answer. Um, but what does Philippians 4 verse 4 say? There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I'll elaborate on that shortly. I'm going to keep an eye on the clock, hey? <laughs> Philippians 4, I'm, I'm going to read you the message translation. It just, it just seems to elaborate a little bit better. I've already sung the old um, NIV version, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. But in the message version it says this, Celebrate God all day, every day. Yeah. I mean revel in Him. Yeah. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you're on their side, working with them and not against them. Help them see that the Master is about to arrive. He could show up at any minute. Verse 6 and 7 says, Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petition and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ display, displaces worry at the center of your life. God doesn't say, don't run to me. In fact, God said that, that God does call us to, you know, when the poor boy has hit the fan, come to me. Yeah. But it's interesting that the section on rejoicing was before that. And, and I find for myself, I, I, I do think it's something that's evident in the church as well. It's, it's so easy when things are going easy kind of forget that I need to rejoice in God. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's, uh, I easily look to Him when, when things are tough. But when things are good, and I think on the back of what Romans has preached, it's, it's such a good reminder to me yeah. that actually I've got so much to rejoice about. Yeah. Starting with Christ, that is the, that is the main point. Yeah. But then you look at all the other things. What, what have I got to be grateful? I've got so much to be grateful for. Whether 
whether it's a good day or a bad day. One of the reasons I think we find it so much easier to run to God because we see the bad things is because we naturally, or can naturally, look at the hole in the donut instead of the hole. Uh, instead of the donut. We look at the pothole in the road, and I've been to Zimbabwe regularly with Amy and that, and um, yeah, you, you, you don't see the road because that is the pothole. <laughs> but it's, this is not normal. If you look back in the Bible, and, you, it, and I said to you, who do you think were some of the greatest leaders in the Bible? And let them, I, my day job has to do, a lot to do with numbers and investments and things, so I love numbers. Moses led, and I think we can conservatively say, at least two million people out of Egypt. Two million people, that's almost half the population of, of, of Cape Town, perhaps a little bit more than half. It's a few more than, than us in the room at the moment. So he was, prob he was probably a decent leader. But this is what happened to, to him when God first spoke to him. He said, God told him what he wanted to do. And Moses was like, sort of hummed and hard, hummed and hard. And this is what God said to him in Exodus 4, verse 2. He says, Then the Lord asked Moses, What is in your hand? What is in your hand? My question to us tonight is, What is in your hand? What have you got to rejoice about? Is it just your smile? Is it just the fact that I don't know, you fill in the dots. What has God put in your hand? Yeah. Because I, I, I honestly believe that we can, we can so easily miss what God wants to do. Yeah. The lights are out. Esco, oh Lord. Yeah, it's a pain in the, especially if you want to watch your favorite, you know, Springboks playing rugby, yes, or you want to watch. <laughs> Federer and Nadal's last, or Federer's last game, um, there was almost tears in our house when, when, when Eskom happened at that point. Um, those things are at best inconveniences. Um, but we, I believe, are called to be people of hope. Take, if we start with the gratitude and we look at Christ, He brings hope. He brings hope first in terms of salvation, but he also brings hope in terms of, God, I want to be a solution in South Africa. I want to be a solution in Zimbabwe. I want to be a solution wherever you put me. Would you work through me? Would you take me further than I thought was possible? We're sometimes our own worst enemy, but God says, what is in your hand? Rejoice in him and take what is in your hand and go and make a difference. Can I pray? I'm at time. Can I pray for, for, for us? If, if any of that rings true to you, in your heart, put your hand up tonight and let's, let's, let's ask God. God, would you come and remind us of the hope that you have put inside us? Would you, I pray for men and women tonight, that they would, they would know that you have called them to more than what, what we so easily think we've, we've been called to. We've been called to something to bring hope to a lost world. Yeah. Uh, we've come, and we've got you to rejoice in. And we thank you for that. Come and do that in our lives this week, we pray. Amen. Yeah.